got a quick announcement before we hop in. In case you missed it last week, we've got some sweet new merchandise that's up and available for grab. Check the link in the description of this episode to find out how you can get your hands on all this sweet shit. Also, you can hit up the Twitter and Instagram at we don't want a pod, and there's some info there as well. Now, the first batch ends on November 1st, which is next Monday. So order now so that your stuff can ship as soon as possible. Also, yes, international shipping is available. So hopefully all of our friends across the world can sport this sick-ass new shit. Now, we've got premium tees, tri-blend tees, and hoodies in a bunch of different colors. We're really, really, really happy with this design. So again, hit up the link in the description of this episode to find out how you guys can order this sweet new merch. And now, we don't want to. Okay, now, you're an awesome... (laughs) Hello! And welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna... In every episode, we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves, and the other, well, that's where that their reluctancy comes in. We are your hosts, I am Zach, and joining me as always is my co-host, I think he's got a little bit of a problem, I think he's been out back uh, selling some stolen goods with Mundungus Fletcher again. Scotty, this has happened too many times now. Listen, man. I'm just, I'm just, a, me and Mundungus, we're just trying to make an honest living, okay? You're set up in Diagon Alley if it's not some crazy toad-faced lady bothering you about selling shit without a license. It's some house elf comes out of nowhere and starts hassling your ass. Uh, you know, I, you know what, Mundungus, I, I couldn't help you, bud. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you got taken away by that house elf, but it's every man for himself at that point. It's every man I, for himself. I knew you were a slimy fuck, but you've really got to stop hanging out with Mundungus, dude. No, never. He's my boy. <laughs> we, He's we, got, boy. we got legitimate business to conduct. It's all legitimate. Uh, definitely nothing shady going on. Um, and you know what? He's 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 fun as hell to hang around with. Yeah, he's my guy. Okay, well, he got Moody killed, so fuck him. I mean, listen, he has... He has a solid point for that, you know? Anybody would evaporate it out of there when you see Voldy coming straight at your ass, all right? I have seen Voldy coming straight at my ass. <laughs> I bet you have. <laughs> Only in my dreams. What, what a phenomenal start. <laughs> Just going straight to Voldy in your ass. Going jokes. straight in my ass, dude. Just jumping straight to 11. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man. How are you doing? You know what, buddy? I'm glad you asked. I am so happy you asked. Because I have had a fantastic week. Thank you for asking. I went to a baseball game on Tuesday. That was a hell of a lot of fun. A bunch of guys from work and me went. Had six seats. Ate a lot of good food. Had some good drinks. Got to see Shohei Otani and hang out with the boys. That oh, was a yeah. hell of a lot of fun. Is um, he as giant in person as he looks on He's on huge. TV? He is extremely tall. He is <laughs> extremely tall and very good looking. He's, he's, hell he's, yeah. He is a man's man. 
Hell yeah. You see um, him coming straight in your ass in your dreams also? <laughs> Again, also only in my dreams. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was a hell of a lot of fun. I got to spend my first like weekend with my new office desk fancy setup, which I absolutely love. Um been playing Does that mean that you watch porn in the closet now? No, can't stop. <laughs> no, that's what tablets are for. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that's what your imagination's for. I was that's like, oh, what that, that's what my dreams are for about Voldy. <laughs> that's what Shohei Otani's for. <laughs> Nobody even knows. Nobody besides you and me listening to this podcast knows who Shohei Otani is, dude. Some of okay, we have to have some listeners who are baseball fans. Some baseball fans. Well, there's Chaz. That definitely does not count. Amanda, um, Amanda's okay, a baseball Amanda, fan. Amanda, Amanda loves Shohei Otani. Probably know who who Shohei Otani is. She um, really likes him. She she knows can, exactly who he how is. How can you not? The man is a unicorn. He does yeah. things no other baseball player does. He's incredible. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep, yep. But yeah, good week. I uh, I have been playing some excellent Castlevania games that they just re-released from the Game Boy Advance um, that are just real good. I love a good Castlevania game. Which Castlevania are you playing? So I already beat uh, so this this Castlevania Advanced Collection, which is basically three games that they were originally released on the Game Boy Advance back in like 2001 to 2004, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. Um but I played these games back when I was a wee lad way back then, and they were fantastic. And, spoiler alert, they're still fantastic now. So I'm currently playing through uh, the one called Aria of Sorrow, and it's so good. Like, they're just all so good and so much yeah, fun. Yeah, the, the only one I've ever played is Symphony of the Night, and I never beat it. It's it's hard, and I was a child. This Symphony is, Symphony is like the gold standard of Castlevania games. I think Aria of Sorrow might be better than it. It's so good. That's wow. that's a spicy take for Castlevania fans, but we're uh, uh, anyway. we're about to lose the rest of our of our uh, listeners, so we should <laughs> get past the video game. <laughs> How was your week, buddy? Um, you know, dude, it was uh, it was pretty good actually. Um, it's the start of October. Uh, it's starting yes, it to get is. crazy busy for us here at work. Um, so it's been, it's been kind of going full speed. Um, nice. but, but my weekend has been super chill. I have relaxed quite a bit. Uh, I also got in, uh, my, sh my fair share of gaming this week with Fire mm. Emblem. Uh, oh, yeah. played some Apex, played some Super Smash Brothers. Oh man, it was, it was good. Um, Amanda and I, oh yeah. Okay. So Amanda and I. Started watching this fucking show that everybody's talking about. Squid that Game. Netflix show. Yeah, Squid Game. Have you started yeah. this thing? No, everyone's talking about it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's how I felt. Um, <laughs> and I have, I literally, I'm not exaggerating this. I have yet to see something negative about it. Uh, really? Like other, other than like, like jokes, like memes, just because it's, it's such a big, like, pop culture thing now mm -hmm. um yeah like every take has been great so i was like all right oh let's you watch mean out there in the world like people like love it i thought you meant yes. of what you have watched you can't you don't have a single negative thing to say about oh mm. no i mean it's it's just it's interesting man it's very like it's it's fucking weird 
I think I feel like I've seen an anime with like this exact premise before, but I just can't put my finger on what it is, what I've watched. I'll tell you the same thing I told Chaz. I think I think at least one episode is warranted. It's uh Yeah, that's it's, that's it's, exactly what I told my buddies at work I would watch. I was like, "All right, I'll give you one episode." I'll give yeah, you it's one episode. it's just uh, like legitimately whether whether it's something that you come to end up enjoying or not. Uh the thing that I that I have expressed to the couple people I've talked to about it is that it is insanely unique. Like this is I've never watched something like this. So like for that yeah. alone, it it warrants at least watch the first episode okay um yeah Fair it's enough. i i think it's pretty cool so far we're about halfway through the through the series and uh enjoying it i think Amanda's enjoying it a little bit more than i am but uh i i still i still really like it how many episodes is it uh i think it's eight if i'm not mistaken so okay that's Except been you know. uh that's been cool um scotty before we hop in today mm-hmm. uh we got a message from a listener that I wanted to share with you. It made oh me feel really nice, and I wanted to read it to you uh, here on the podcast because it's fucking cool uh, that we get to, you know, have this type of interaction with the people that are listening to, this show, listening to the show. So Josephine from Denmark. Hell yeah, us, Denmark. And she said, hello again, both of you. As you know, I love your podcast and find it hysterically funny. Here in Denmark, we usually finish university later than in the United States, and as I'm soon about to graduate, I have been involved in a few recruiting processes and going to interviews lately. Before each of my interviews with a specific company, I was listening to your stupid, and in parentheses she says, (laughs) I mean that in a good way, (laughs) banter and laughing while on my bike on my way to the recruiters. I really wanted that job and was a bit nervous. And maybe your voices and the below the belt jokes uh, helped ease my nerves. Because guess what? I got the job. Hell yeah, Josephine. Hell yeah, Josephine. Uh, She goes on to say, it's not that common to have a full-time contract offer before graduation here in Denmark. Uh, So this is a really big deal for me, as it fucking should be. Uh, anyway, just wanted to share, uh, this little story with you. I'm very happy and thank you so much for always getting me in a good mood and making me laugh hysterically while simultaneously ruining Harry Potter for me. (laughs) Hell yeah, Josephine. Big, big shout out to Josephine. Way to land that job. That's so cool. Yeah, that's, that's the kind of shit that, that just gets my little wee wee fucking ticket, man. Yeah, that's so fun. I, you know, she's absolutely right. You know, feel free to call us stupid all you want because we absolutely are. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, I I don't I don't lovable, lovably stupid, maybe if you want to be real generous. But um, that's super cool. I am super happy that, you know, people out there are finding enjoyment in our (laughs) dumbassery and our banter uh, because that that means a lot. So that's 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 a great that's a great call out from definitely anytime anytime one of you uh send something to the instagram or the twitter uh i always flip it over to scott but this one i just i had to share on the pod just because it's it's a good story josephine congratulations on getting that job uh good for you and uh thanks for sharing with us because you know little things like that go a long way hell yeah for sure i have known some people i've had some friends that have visited denmark before i hear it's a lovely country i would like to visit myself sometime so Cool, cool shout out from Josephine there. Well, we're back and we're talking Harry Potter. And yeah, 
I'm gonna look. I'm just gonna go ahead and get this out here in the open. Uh, y'all may not enjoy this episode very much. <laughs> I think Spicy <laughs> Scott is back. Okay, here's the thing. I was gonna go off on a long rant uh, to start this episode. I I wanted to do a lot of things about my my time reading these chapters this week. But you know what? I decided I was going to put negative Nancy Scott away in the closet, not the closet where I record, not not the fancy closet, just the away closet, the broom closet, the broom closet where he belongs. And I am going to do everything in my power to stay positive and upbeat and try and have some fun with this. I feel like this is going to last like 15 seconds because boy, did I not have any fucking fun reading these chapters. Uh, I do not think I have been this angry at Harry Potter since maybe the flying car. Wait, hold on. At Harry Potter, the character, or like the book as a whole? The, like- the books, the series okay, gotcha. okay. as a whole. Um, I was having, su- I, you know, I was going to, I was going to transition earlier from I was having such a good week and then I had to read these chapters, but you know I was like, ah, I gotta give ask Zach how his fucking week is, even though I don't <laughs> give a shit. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, I'm gonna do just everything I can. You know, I don't want to be. Oh, this sucks! I'm so miserable. Why are we doing this? Blah blah. That's not fun for anybody. It's not fun for me. It's probably not fun for our listeners. I mean, I don't know, man. I feel like we built a following uh, because of that. <laughs> because of that. Because you're uh, an ultra dick. Well, see, here's the problem. I don't really have spicy takes to give. They would just be, I hate this. I'm miserable. Takes. Yeah, everybody should know that uh, Scott. <laughs> Scott broke his cardinal rule. I did. And he texted me about these chapters um, <laughs> yesterday, I think. Or maybe it was this morning. I can't remember. I think remember. it was this morning. Um, and he said, <laughs> he said, Zach. No, he said, Zachary, I do not want to record this episode. <laughs> uh, he also expressed that he's miserable. And yeah, um, yeah listen. I I told you, Scott. Uh-huh. I told you at the end of last book and I think I even mentioned it at the beginning of this book that there are some some pacing issues uh in this book. And I don't know if this is the same sentiment that you have, but the way I picture this and it's it happens in the exact same place as well. This reminds me of like the nonsense nothing chapters that happen in book 5. This is very shades of book five. And here's the other thing, Zachary, Mr. Oh, I called this. I knew you, you would have problems with this. Oh, there are pacing issues. You also fucking lied to me, you little <laughs> asshole. Excuse me? What? You <laughs> Excuse you is right. There is no excuse for you. You claimed that from, I believe you, you, I can't remember if it was from book six on or from the end of book five on... Harry, you know, I don't love Harry, but he fucking levels up and he's like, he's good. He's good through the rest of the whole series. Like, he's he's fine. He, you know, he gets out of his little sad boy, baby boy 
book five nonsense, and he's he's great. He's he's fucking swell for the rest of the series. Bull fucking shit. Okay, well, I need to call bullshit on that because I have never said those words. You absolutely did. No, what I have said <laughs> is that Harry starts to make his own decisions. He starts to make decisions and think for himself as a either young adult, uh, you know, going into adulthood. Now, I'm not necessarily saying you have to like all of his decisions. He, he's always done that. No, 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 no. He's not always even. played by the beat of his own drum, despite no, what everyone else tells him. that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. There is a difference between, like, the story dragging him along and him making the decisions that, like... Okay. That, that shape the way that, like, they're going to write out the rest, of the, the rest of the book. I see what you're trying to say. You suck at it. I, I, yeah, help me out here. What am I trying to say then? You're trying to say that he is moving the story along instead of just being dragged along by the story. Yes. My, what I took it as was like, I don't know what I took it as, but he, he has always like ignored everyone else's advice and done his own thing regardless is my point. Um, he has always thought plenty for himself too much. But but never in a way where he's like I'm in charge and like these are my these are my decisions like like this is this is how shit's gonna go because I fucking say so. I and, guess and and I like that I I enjoy that. I also I know what you're talking about. I have a feeling that it's the whole series or I'm sorry, um, Lupin thing. I don't I, know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't actually hate his decision. I do have some problems with how it was how it unfolded, but I do not hate his decisions. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll get we'll, there. We'll, we'll get see there. how positive Scott, how long Scott manages to say positive. This first chapter isn't the worst. Yeah. What, what, what chapters are we doing today? We're doing chapters nine through 12 tonight. Okay. Nine through 12. And, I, I feel like I don't have a ton of notes. This might go relatively quickly because you were talking about pacing issues and yeah, boy does like the end of last chapter where it's like, oh, the fucking ministry has fallen. Uh, Rufus is dead. They're fucking coming. It's like, oh shit. Yeah. Hype. Let's go. Mm-hmm. It falls into just a pit Oblivion. of quicksand. <laughs> like the pace where it seemed like it would increase after a brief scuffle here, it just absolutely slows to not even a crawl. Like this is like the world's slowest snail would smoke these chapters in a race. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking rough. Uh, so chapter nine, why don't we just jump yeah, let's in do here. this. Positive yeah. Scott, positive Scott. Okay, I can do this. Um, <laughs> just glancing up at my notes, I so that my first note says, so of course where we last left off was at the end of the wedding, uh, like the wedding reception and the the sick ass Lynx, uh, Patronus of my boy Kingsley comes in and you know tells him, hey the ministry's fallen, Dieters are coming, fuck, get the fuck out, whatever. Uh. So I glanced up at my notes, and my first note just says, Dieters start popping in, and I really thought it said, Dieters start pooping, 
when I glanced up. That would have oh been my God. way funnier. <laughs> anyway, Dieter start pooping in because um, the protective charms are gone now. The ministry has fallen. Ron, Hermione, and Harry immediately just like, peace, we're out. They, they apparate all the way out. Uh, they're in some normal-ass muggle city. Hermione says the road. I can't remember what it is, but she's like, we, we gotta fucking change. Uh, she has enchanted her handbag to hold just fucking everything. Yeah. Just like my boy Merlin in Sword in the Stone. And Mary Poppins. And Mary Poppins. One and the same. trope. But I'm just like, oh, she's the best. She's the best. This is so cool. I I told you this is the Hermione show, dude. Like, this yeah. book is the she's, entire Hermione show. She's fucking great. It's so good. Uh, I love Merlin. I love Sword in the Stone. And I love this. It's so good. I was like, oh, hell yeah. She kept, like, talking about packing all this shit. I assumed there was going to be some nonsense like this coming. But just like, ah, oh, she's so good. Uh, so they go into this cafe to have themselves a think. And this group of workers comes in and sits down, and uh, there's mentioned that there's apparently a huge blonde one. And I was like, ah, oh, Dieters, I know who that is. It's my boys, Dolahov and Smartest Dieter Confirmed. I don't know his name. He's just Smartest Dieter Confirmed. He was the one spamming that killing curse Yeah, dude. Uh, back at Hogwarts. Do we ever Ended get up his killing name? one of his names. No, I don't think so. No, we do. We do get it in here in a minute. I totally forgot. I totally forgot. Uh, I can't, I'll, don't, I'll find it when we get to it in my notes. Okay. Uh, he'll always be smartest eater confirmed to me. Um, they fight for a minute, uh, both Dolohov and smartest eater get incapacitated. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good fight. It's pretty, it's pretty sick little fight. Uh, Dolohov is still an idiot though. Poor, poor smartest Dieter confirmed got fucked by Harry because he was under the invisibility cloak before he could even get off anything. Uh, Dolohov is an idiot and he just tied Ron up instead of, you know, doing something more drastic. So, yeah, they both get fucked up. Uh, Ron asks, what are we going to do with them? Kill them. Uh, you can tell he's like, uh, are we going to kill these dudes? Uh, he doesn't want to, but he's like, right. we should. <laughs> uh, Harry's like, no, we'll just wipe their memories. Typical good guy, dumbass shit here. But, you know, whatever. Um, this is funny. This is a funny little gag here in multiple ways. Ron struggled for a moment before managing to extract his wand from his pocket. Is that a wand in your pocket or is Ron just happy to see me? (laughs) Um, (laughs) He says, it's no wonder I can't get it out, Hermione. You packed my old jeans. They're tight. And I'm like, oh, Ron's getting fat. Uh... She's like, oh, I'm so sorry, said Hermione, as she's, like, dragging this unconscious waitress uh, across, like, out of sight to stash her body in a dumpster, probably. Uh, (laughs) And then it just says, Harry heard her mutter a suggestion as to where Ron could stick his wand instead. Where do you think she could possibly be telling him to stick it? I have Um, no idea. Yeah, behind his ear. Behind could be people put their pencils back there. Why not their wands? You know, yeah, I put my penis behind my ear all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you got that detachable wiener. Yeah, <laughs> um, good stuff there. Uh, 
they try to figure out how they found them and like how fast they found them. Hermione wonders if Harry still has the trace coming to the Sci-Fi Channel this fall. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. That, that's definitely a CW show, like a shitty CW. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like a like a Sci-Fi original bullshit. The to trace me. is like the spinoff of that show, The One Hundred. Okay, fair enough. All right, yeah, it's a CW, CW show. It's terrible. Uh, yeah, the trace. Ron says, "Like, nah, nah, nah. It can't be put on someone over seventeen. It's wizarding law." Uh, Hermione thinks maybe they found a way to do it anyway. Um, but Harry's like, "But when would they do it? Because it, it just the trace just broke. Because I think yesterday or the day before was his birthday." And um. He's like, I haven't been around to Dieter in the last 24 hours. And I'm like, or has he? Question mark, question mark. I, I don't know. I what just, are you insinuating? I don't know what, even what I'm insinuating anymore. Um, also, I was like, I don't remember Harry doing magic here before they showed up. So that doesn't yeah. make any sense anyway. Like, mm-hmm. him, he didn't do anything. So that even if the trace was on him. That doesn't make any sense. Also, Elpheus Doge, Dieter, confirmed. <laughs> exactly. Uh, maybe it's Aunt Muriel. Maybe she's a Dieter. Uh, she's certainly shitty enough. Um, if they control the ministry, doesn't the ministry tell when people can apparate anyway? And I'm like, isn't no. this a thing? No. Uh, I'm pretty sure at the beginning of this book, Voldy was saying something to that effect. Like, hey... We control people in the, like, Department of Magical Transportation, so if they apparate or take the flu network, we'll know. I swear Snape and Voldy talked about this. Mm, I don't think so. Maybe I'm crazy. I mean, I'm definitely crazy, but specifically about this. I think they were talking about port keys, dude. Oh, could have been port keys and flus. Why didn't they just apparate then? Look, man, because we had to get this sick-ass broom chase sequence. That's that's why. Okay, right, sure, fair. God damn it. Uh, so then Harry's like, hey, let's go to Grimald Place. And Ron and Hermione is like, that sounds like a bad idea, but okay. Uh, they go in, they have a run-in with some of the enchantments that are meant for Snape, including this tongue-tying curse and ghost Dumble, I guess. Yeah, it's Um, your best friend. It's Ghost Dumble is my best friend? Yeah, you sound so thrilled to see him after all this long time. Yeah, I, you know, I believe I did make mention of how, oh, we'll get some shape or form of Dumble this book. I did not expect it to be in this shape or form. Um... They have to say, like, oh, I didn't kill you, Albus, and that breaks the curse or something. But can you just lie to this curse if, like, Snape was like, I didn't kill you, Albus, is it going to be like, okay, and go away? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, So they're in the house. Harry gets scar pain again. And he's like, oh, Voldy's big mad. Uh, He's just pissed about something. Weasley's Weasel comes in. I love that still. It's so good. Says the family is safe, but don't reply because they're being watched. 
Let uh, the boy watch. Let the boy watch. So then Harry, he gets, uh, he has to run into the bathroom because he's like getting worse and worse pain and he's pulling his, you know, his, uh, he's, he's literally just this, this whole, he's just book five Harry all over again. Um, he's trying to hide these Voldy connection visions he's got from his, you know, his two friends here. And, uh, so he runs into the bathroom, um, and yeah, so great. He sees great blonde Death Eater on the floor, screaming and writhing. Smartest Eater confirmed. Uh, Rowl is his name, I guess. So this is Voldy talking. He says, "More Rowl, or shall we end it and feed you to Nagini?" Um, it's a good Ralph call- Fiennes impression. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you call me back for this. To tell me that Harry Potter has escaped again? Draco, give Raoul another taste of our displeasure. Do it or feel my wrath yourself. So this is fucked up. Volti is, like, forcing Draco to actually torture Raoul. He's not yeah. even doing it himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's torturing Draco. That's what he's doing. Yeah, basically. I mean, both. It's, it's two birds, one stone, so to speak. Uh, yeah, the Malfoys have really become, like, the tragic figure of of this story. Um, I don't know if that's intentional, if I have a predisposition to care more about anti-hero-ish type characters. They're not even anti-heroes, that's a stretch even. <laughs> yeah. Um, the bad guys, let's just call it what it guys, is, man. Just, I was trying a really nice way of saying evil shits but i mean the bad guys works let's call a spade a spade yeah the bad guys uh listen i will go to my death saying you know the dude in game of thrones that pushes a child out of a window in the first episode is damn near the most interesting character in that show so you know it is what it is. I like these kind of characters. So yeah, uh, Malfoys. I'm all about them. Poor Draco. I mean, that's feeling the feeling sympathy for somebody doesn't mean that they're your favorite character. That's true. Snape's still. I mean, Lockhart's still my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel sympathy for him, but also like, you know, there's definitely an aspect of like. They're, the road they are on, the story that she is telling around them is interesting. Like how they were, you know, big Voldy supporters. And now they're like right. having second and maybe even third thoughts, you know. Um, so I'm, I am intrigued to see where that ends up. Uh, that is the end of chapter nine, by the way. Mm-hmm. So chapter 10. Harry wakes up the next morning. He thinks of Dumble. He's definitely still got doubt for his boy. He's big mad that Dumble didn't tell him more. Um, and he feels like Dumble kind of used him like a tool. I'm like, you just called yourself a tool. You are a big tool. Uh, so he goes, he's kind of exploring the house here. He goes into Sirius's room. And 
I love this little detail here. Teenage Sirius used some kind of magic to permanently stick pictures of motorcycles and bikini girls on his walls. Uh, that's just such a weird, like, teenage boy thing to do, and I love it. Dude, um, sounds like sounds like my guy, man. Yeah, fucking fuck yeah, Sirius. That's the coolest thing you've ever done. Um, he finds a letter from Lily, uh, Harry's mom too serious telling him that uh talking to him about basically harry who just turned one apparently so it was on his second birthday that they got killed right yes no no it was it was like just after he had turned so he his birthday is july 31st and they got killed on halloween that's right that's right okay 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 i was thinking it was on his birthday but you're right it was on halloween okay um Anyway, she Lily tells Sirius, like, yeah, he loves this toy broomstick you got him. It's his favorite present. He nearly killed the cat, blah, blah, blah. It's very sweet. Um, James, our old buddy James, is frustrated. He has to be shut up inside because uh, Dumble still has his cloak. I don't know what that detail is about. Harry thinks also that is odd because he remembers the time that Dumble told him that he doesn't need a cloak to become invisible. Which is still one of the most badass things Dumble has ever said. Uh, well, yeah. no, I mean, w- like when Harry gets the cloak in book one, mm-hmm. the note that Dumble—it doesn't explicitly say it's Dumbledore, but we come to realize right, and right. come to assume that it's Dumbledore. The note says, "I had it in my possession when, uh, when your father was, you know, whatever." Right. I think I always just assumed, like, Dumble kind of took it after they died and mm. um, was just holding it on to it for him. But yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, I don't. Har- Harry just seems confused as to why Dumble would have James's cloak. I don't right, know. which is a, a fair, yeah, I mean, super fair, because right. he, he definitely can become invisible without uh, without a cloak. We never actually saw him do it, though. Was he? Was he? Well, see, that's smoke? the thing: is you wouldn't see him do it now, would you? Oh, touche, touche. That's true. But Dumble also does seem like the kind of guy who would like just make a flex like that, whether he could actually back it up or not, because. He can back so much shit up, who's going to call him on it? Who's going to fucking call him on that? Right. You know? Anyway. So, the end of this letter here, or the end of this first page, ends with, It seems incredible that Dumble, and then it cuts off. Harry searches for a long time for the rest of the letter, but he can't find it. Um, He tells Hermione, who comes in, and he says that he wants to visit and talk to Bathilda Bagshot. Bathilda was also mentioned. Lily mentioned her in this letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hermione, because she's smart, she tells him it's too dangerous with how easily the Dieters found them before. She's like, they're definitely going to be watching Godric's Hollow. Look at how easily they found us this first time. Um, And then, like, she can tell he's, like, all... Like doubting Dumble. Mm-hmm. And she asks him, why is he letting 
Muriel and Rita taint his memories of Dumble? Which is a valid question. Like, these two are certified shit heels. <laughs> why why are you listening to them? USDA certified. USDA certified shit, shit, heels. shit heels. They've they've got the stamp and everything. Uh <laughs> and he gets all mad at her about this and he's like people are trying to keep me from the truth he says he thought he knew Dumble but he lied to him I'm like shut the fuck up Harry I, you suck <laughs> you fucking suck you are the worst dude okay look you dipshit I need to, I need to try and defend this man you, you're <sighs> okay knock yourself out I'm dude, staying you positive got... yes you please have... Zach tell me why I'm incorrect <laughs> You are okay. You're not incorrect. I'm just saying that, like, you gotta understand how how. Uh, picture the 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 enormous task that is in front of you, that you feel like it is, you know, on your shoulders to do. Uh-huh. Dumbledore also has said, "Don't share with anybody else," and he's, you know, wh- whether or not that is the correct play or the smartest play. He took that to heart, and he's like, "This is this is all on me, right?" And and my two friends, um, and there's no direction now. Like he has no idea where to start. He also is whether or not it's the bad things that we're finding from this article or or what. There's a lot about Dumble that he's realizing, like he has no idea, and he's just like feeling completely lost, completely like just grasping at straws like what do i believe you know where do i go obviously they're not necessarily connected on like did i actually know dumble or not but like it's it's all centralized around the same thing like the the question that that is in his head is like are our heroes like what they're what they're made out to be right sure and that's that's <clears throat> shitty dude whether Listen. you're a grown man or you're a child I totally understand that he has this feeling of, oh, shit, I didn't know Dumble at all and wants to, like, uncover who Dumble was. Like, I feel like that's definitely fine and natural. Where it loses me is why he's letting certified shit heels like Muriel and Rita tell him what Dumble was like and he's believing them whereas doge tries to tell him no don't believe this these people suck i knew dumble well listen to me what, what specifically is he believing from muriel and and uh rita i mean he's he's believing like everything well not necessarily believing but he's 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 opening up the like the realm of possibility of like questioning what was our relationship right He's not well, saying Dumbledore's a bad guy. It seems even saying, more than that. His memories of Dumble are definitely tainted by what they're telling him. And also the fact that he's he's real specifically mad about the fact that Dumble never told him he lived in Godric's Hollow, it seems like. And it's like, well, motherfucker, you never asked. You never asked Dumble one single thing about himself. Maybe if you had, he would have been like, oh, yeah, Godric Solo, yeah, 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 I, I live there, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, but you never asked him. You never asked him one time. 
You're like you're like the you know what you sound like, dude. <laughs> oh boy, what? You come back from vacation. You meet you meet up with your girlfriend, and she's like, "Hey, do you have a great time? Yeah, yeah, I had a great time. Awesome, cool." I already come to find out. Analogy. Come to find out that you cheated on her. And uh, she's like, you lied to me. And then you're like, well, you never asked. You never asked if I cheated on you. (laughs) So I never lied. Don't call me a liar. It's exactly that. Not at all. But okay. (laughs) (laughs) He's a kid, dude. He's not. He's like 17. No, he was a kid. Like I'm saying like 17. I'm saying that like. Oh, that he never. Yeah. You're like, okay. Picture this. Oh well, you can't because you didn't go to a fucking public school. I didn't. I didn't have a parents. true childhood. I was never an actual child. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's. I was built in a factory by <laughs> by robots, <laughs> which is why I can't relate. To dude, confirmed, man. Uh, All of us were speculating, dude. Yes, exactly, exactly. Like if you if you had like I don't know like a teacher or like the principal of a school. Like, I mean, you went to college, like, the dean yeah. who, like, uh-huh. well, obviously, see, you'd be an adult at that oh, point. Oh, me and the deans are buds. <laughs> like, it, Scott, you will not relate, but anybody here who is uh-huh. picking Scott's side on this, first off, fuck you. But Hell second, yeah. Scott you, Army, rise if up. If you're in <laughs> elementary or middle school, uh-huh. and, and, like, your principal like helps you with some things. Do you think you have like the capacity at that age to be like, Hey, tell me about your life. No, you're not asking those questions. You're a fucking child. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, yes, Harry never asked, but also like Dumbledore is there to share with him. That is his job. Okay. That's fine. Don't get mad at Dumble about it posthumously. Like, that's where I have the problem. I don't have the problem with the fact that he never asked him. Uh, you, 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 Mr. Chance, you blew it. Not like in a way that's like, oh, you absolutely should have asked. If you didn't ask, you didn't ask. Whatever. Fine. But then don't get mad at Dumble because he never told you these things. That's my point. The dude is dead don't get mad at him for that i don't know man i i i'm split here like i i i do agree with the fact that i don't think harry should be acting out in the way that he does like i don't think that's the smart course of action right but i empathize with it Mm. i'm like look hey you're a fucked up child even though he's 17 this this Harry needs therapy. Look, I mean, look, let's <laughs> let's just start. Let's just get that out there. Harry needs to go to therapy. Definitely, definitely. Like, this is a lot to handle, and he's struggling with it. Yeah, it's almost like he should be, you know, getting help. <laughs> almost like that. Oh my God. It's, it's almost like you know he should maybe. Hey, maybe the two people who his his main man Dumble told him he could trust absolutely, maybe he should be trusting them absolutely. Just Wait, like who? Maybe Hermione and Ron. I'm not mm. even talking about that other thing. I'm not talking about that at all. I can't. I can't ever with you. I can't ever talk about that. Let's 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 talk about the one interesting thing that happened in this fucking batch. All right. 
Harry goes downstairs, or he's on his way downstairs, and he sees a sign on a door that hits him like a, a damn truck. Regulus Arcturus Black. Razzle Dazzle Motherfucker. R-A-B. Hell yeah. <laughs> Black starts with B. Black starts with a B. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he's like, oh, shit, this, why does this seem so familiar? It takes him a second, but it's funny. Um, so they go in, they search his room to no avail, and then Hermione very conveniently remembers that they fucking found a locket when they were cleaning the house and no one could open it. Uh, they tried to throw it out, throw it in the trash, but they're like, oh, Creature stole a bunch of shit back and kept it in his little cupboard. So maybe he stole it. Uh, they check his cupboard. Nothing's in there. Uh, but Harry calls him in. And this is where we get Creature's tearful story. Um, this part Creature's was good. Creature's tale. Yeah, no. Creature's uh, tale. It is pretty good. It's it's a little... I don't know. I guess I expected something more grand with, with Regulus after like the big reveal, the big twist at the end of the the book like with regulus stealing it mm-hmm. um and there's nothing you, wrong with this you expected here it's like just, a like a masked crusader like a vigilante like maybe i don't even know it just it's just see it's just very straightforward i mean it all makes sense it all checks out it's just kind sure. of like oh this is what happened it's like oh it's fine i, I don't know i guess i just kind of had something grander in mind um mm. okay anyway uh he tells them yes he stole back from from the trash the locket but my fucking guy mundungus stole all of creatures treasures the poor guy dude you gotta put your boy in check dude i (laughs) i can't he's mundungus is a loose cannon man (laughs) almost as much as i am uh but my fucking boy is now creature though especially after this chapter uh, Mundungus will always be my boy, though. He tells them the tale of Master Regulus, as he calls him, and his locket. So, Voldy had Regulus, uh, this was back when Regulus was a Dieter, of course, send Creature to test his great cave defenses. Um, he made him drink all the potion, then basically left him to die on the island, took the boat back, left him to die there on the middle of the island. Uh, He went down to drink because I think the whole point of this potion, the way they make it sound, is like, it will kill you unless you drink water, but then if you drink water, the Inferi will fuck your shit up, is kind of what it seems like. Yeah, like, it's it's like a slow burn. Right. Um, So, the Inferi are dragging him under, but Regulus told him, ordered him to come back when he was done, so he does. He apparates right the fuck out of there. Harry's like, oh, how's that possible? We couldn't do that. Dumble couldn't do that, blah, blah, blah. And Ron's like, oh, elf magic is very conveniently different, Harry. Um, <laughs> remember, they can apparate in and out of Hogwarts. And I'm like, oh, yeah, have, have I asked Zach about that? I don't think I've ever given that any thought. Uh, I, I can't remember. Had I asked you about that ever? How they just like you, pop in you and out have, of everywhere? You have never asked me about that, no. Interesting. Well, that's that's on me then. 
yeah elf magic is is different different very different so hermione's like oh this makes sense of course voldy wouldn't think of this because house elves are below his notice uh rookie mistake voldy you big dumb dumb <laughs> what an idiot what a fucking idiot Voldy is. Didn't know how selves could apparate out of there. What a dummy. He built the place. He didn't even fucking know that he could do it. I know. What an idiot. This is going to be his downfall. Him being a big dum-dum. Uh, so, Creature comes back, obviously. Regulus is, like, big worried about this because... Obviously, Voldy did not intend for Creature to survive this. Uh, but he's like, he orders Creature to stay hidden. Um, then one day, Creature says, Reg- Master Regulus comes back. And he's acting all weird, kind of crazed and crazy. He orders, so this must be after he is having, obviously, second thoughts about being a Dieter. Um, he orders Creature to take him to the cave... He gives him the fake locket, says, switch the lockets, go home, destroy it, and never tell anyone in the family. They expect Regulus to make a creature, then drink the potion, but no, Regulus drank it himself and got dragged under by the Inferi, apparently. So this is how Regulus died. Um, and creature survived creature tried many many spells apparently elf magic is different but not too different because he could not destroy the locket um and that's i don't think i don't think it's necessarily about it being different it's just not powerful enough right sure fair enough it's not basilisk venom come on come on zach yeah basilisk venom is one of the one of the few things that can destroy yeah, I think I've heard that before. Anyone got any spare basilisks around? <laughs> Does Mundungus sell basilisk venom by any chance? <laughs> Dude, ask your boy uh, Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, F- <laughs> Foghorn Slughorn. You got any spare basilisk venom, my guy? <laughs> uh, so this is Harry. He's He's talking to Creature and he says, I don't understand you, Creature. Voldemort tried to kill you. Regulus died to bring Voldy down, but you were still happy to betray Sirius to Voldemort. You were happy to go to Narcissa and Bellatrix and pass information to Voldemort through them. And Hermione cuts in here and she says, Harry, Creature doesn't think like that. He's a slave. House elves are used to bad, even brutal treatment. What Voldy did to Creature wasn't that far out of the common way. Fuck. Um, what do wizard wars mean to an elf like creature? He's loyal to people who are kind to him and Mrs. Black must have been and Regulus certainly was. So he served them willingly and parroted their beliefs. Speaking some truth, man, she's, she's dropping truth and she continues to drop truth bombs here. Harry tries to cut in. She says, no, I know what you're going to say that Regulus changed his mind, but he doesn't seem to have explained that to creature. Does he? And I think I know why. Creature and Regulus's family were all safer if they kept the old pure bloodline. Regulus was trying to protect them all. And Sirius, Sirius was horrible to Creature Harry. And it's no good looking like that. You know it's true. Um, poor Creature had been living alone for a long time when Sirius came to live here. 
and he was probably starving for a bit of affection. I'm sure Miss Sissy and Miss Bella were perfectly lovely to Creature when he turned up, so he did them a favor and told them everything they wanted to know. I've said all along that wizards would pay for how they treat house elves. Well, Voldemort did, and so did Sirius. Ouch. Yeah, shit. Uh, Hermione, as per usual, being the MVP, being awesome, uh, dropping the truth bombs. Straight to the jugular, dude. Yeah, she she goes in and she goes hard. uh, Just slam dunks. uh, All extremely valid points and makes complete sense. Um... Harry remember Harry doesn't have anything to say to that because how the fuck do you retort to that? You don't. Uh, exactly. You say thank you, ma'am. May I have another? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> uh, he remembers what Dumbledore had said to him mere hours after Sirius's death. I do not think Sirius ever saw a creature as a being with feelings as acute as a human's. Ugh, again, not a good look for fucking Sirius. So this is where they try and, you know, make nice with Creature. Uh, and it works extremely well. <laughs> uh, he, he, he tries to nicely, as nicely as possible, order Creature to find Mundungus and bring him back here with the locket if possible. He tells him, because he, he tells him he wants to finish Regulus's work and ensure he didn't die in vain. Because Creature fucking loved Regulus. Regulus was... Super tight with our with our guy creature. Hell yeah. And then just to like seal the deal, Harry gives him the fake locket, a black family heirloom for his to keep, and creature breaks down and they have to calm him down after crying for like half an hour and then he leaves. And that is the end of chapter ten. Good little story there, you know, hey little this is what's happening with RAB, this is the whole thing. Um fucking great stuff from Hermione. So let, let me... I, I am curious, because I, I do want to try and break down your... your... um... distress <laughs> during these chapters. Uh-huh. At what point were you like, okay, I hate all this? Um... Is it just because it slowed down? So was it pretty immediate? Or well, like- no, I'm, I'm positive, Scott. There's, there's nothing I hate. It's all... It's all great. It's all gravy, Zachy. <laughs> Everything's peachy. <laughs> That's the end of chapter 10. Nothing happens in chapter 11, so we can skip right past it. We don't need to talk about that at all. Chapter 12. Oh, my God. Uh, positive, Scott. We're going to chat. Holy shit. Where is chapter 12? <laughs> yeah, it was chapter 11. Chapter 11. It's chapter fucking 11. Okay. So um, half the batch is good. Is fine. I mean, fine is maybe fine. Maybe fine half the batch. But you I mean you said it yourself. The pacing is No, yeah, no. I I know. I, I like I, obviously I'm playing the part here like uh I I know. And there will I I will say this. I feel like this is the the worst that it gets um it unfortunately it does last like another chapter or two um but th- this is this is the worst part of the book 
for sure. Well, I certainly hope so. I the point the point is is by by the time we are done with chapter twelve here, uh, we will be a third of the way through this book. Yeah, and I know. Almost nothing has happened. Oh, I know. It's like, what are we doing? We're still in the warm up. They're they're still tossing warm up pitches out there. I have to request, Scotty. Uh-huh. That you don't look at it like that. That you don't look at it as like, we're a third of the way through the book. Right. Or we're halfway through the book. Like, there's too too much needs to happen. Or whatever. Yeah, I mean, right. however you're processing it. Take it for what it is. Look. I don't want to take chapter 11 for what it is. I mean, I look, you have don't. to, man. The good and the bad, right? I really don't. Don't make me. Don't make <laughs> Spread me. Spread your cheeks, it. boy. <laughs> you gonna take it. Uh, yeah, I, you know, it's the hypeness of the end of last book. I was ready. I was ready for some heaters. I thought we were going to come out throwing 100 miles an hour. Come on, dude. You had eight straight solid <sighs> chapters. Have you ever had that in a Harry Potter book? Uh, like, like not just like, oh, they're okay. Like, good chapters. They were so, that's, that's the thing. Like, what what happened? This book had, yeah, Look, fine maybe, momentum. Maybe J.K. Rowling or her editor decided that we needed some time to take a breath. Oh, boy. Look, I don't agree with it, okay? Just let me fucking, <laughs> let me try and have the books back for a second. <laughs> You always have the books back. I am I am the one on an island here. I am fighting all you fucking Harry Potter dick fans. I am I am the one on my own out here fighting the good fight while you fuckers are closing in like in fairy trying to fucking yank me down to the depths of shittiness. <laughs> I don't know where that rant came from. Oh my god. Hey, before we hop into this next chapter because yeah. I know it's going to be a doozy. Boy, uh, just a quick it. reminder for uh, our listeners out there: go hit us up on the Twitter and on the Instagram at We Don't Wanna Pod. Uh, send us some nice things, like our girl Josephine at the beginning of the episode. I need some um, nice things after this. Yeah, Scotty definitely needs some nice things after this. Also, we know we mentioned it last week, but we uh, we do have a couple new series in the works. Uh, Scotty and I will be going through the Wheel of Time, uh, the new Amazon series, eight episode series following the uh, the fantasy novels. Uh, very excited to give those a uh, a try and discuss with you all. And we are also doing a three episode mini series with our good friend Mal, who is going to be experiencing the Lord of the Rings movies for the first time. Very excited about that, so be on the lookout for more details to come. And now back to Scotty's favorite chapter of this batch. Yeah, it's so good. (laughs) So chapter 11, they wait for Creature to come back for like three days, and now they're Dieters watching from outside. Uh, There's something somewhere about how Snape got... Snape came here, but got hit by the tongue tie curse, so he can tell them where it is, but they can't see it because they're not secret keepers. I don't understand the logistics of this at all. Wait, hold on. But I what don't particularly about? care. I guess so. I was just throwing that out there as I didn't understand it, but they. I they, don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. 
I obviously don't know what I'm talking about either. But my point being is that Dieters know there's like a fucking house here because they're like watching it like 24 seven, but they can't see it. So they're just like posted up outside, basically waiting for them to come out. Um, gotcha. Okay. So, so the tongue tie curse basically, I understand. Okay. I understand what you're saying. So Snape got hit with the tongue tied curse. Uh, so basically the traitor or who is deemed the traitor will be tongue tied and have their secret, their secret keeper privileges, like basically revoked. Gotcha. 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 Okay. That makes more sense. Maybe I didn't read it right or you just put it in simpler terms. Anyway, we know that f- I have to speak in simpler terms <laughs> to you, Scott. <laughs> yes, so. tell it to me like I'm a third grader. Uh, my fucking dude Lupin shows up. I was so happy, so excited to see Lupin. That didn't last. I mean, I'm always happy to see Lupin, but my happiness didn't last. Um, Lupin says everyone is being watched. Uh, he thinks everywhere associated with Harry is being watched. Uh, they tell Lupin all that happened. He seems very confused how they could have followed him. He says, you can't track someone that's apparating, apparently. Um, like, I already talked about this, but even though I feel like on several occasions they've said the Ministry does exactly track that. Yeah, you're definitely wrong. Yeah, definitely you're wrong. <laughs> he confirms that it's impossible for harry to have the trace uh so we don't friday nights on the cw (laughs) friday this coming this fall to the cw uh so yeah they're like confused about that but we don't get anything more about it so i don't know how they tracked harry so easily um lupin tells them that kingsley's warning saved them baller move kingsley most of the order was able to apparate out but then also he said, you know what, maybe maybe everything is on me because I seem to be vi- more confused by more than usual in, in this section here. Um, let's go with that. Maybe I'm just the worst. Yeah, let's go with that. You are a piece of shit, so. I mean, definitely true, but I usually understand things in these books better. He says they apparated out, but then he also says right after that, that they stayed behind and got questioned by Dieters. And I'm like, wait, what? Since when do Dieters care about questioning people, and why would they not just kill all the Order members? So, okay. It has to do more with, like, a blood purity thing. The Weasleys are pure bloods. Uh-huh. And even though they are enemies, like, that blood traitors, they talk about that all the time. Yes. Um, but they're, they're not necessarily there to kill the Weasleys or to kill, uh, like, that family. They, they're trying to kill Order members, yes. Um, well, Lupin's an Order member and also a werewolf. Doesn't Voldy hate? I mean, he's recruiting the werewolves, I guess, but it, he also seems like he hates them, too. Let's see here. Well, Kingsley saved us. Thanks for his warning. Were they, the, were they Death Eaters or Ministry people? A mixture. Yeah, so basically the Death Eaters are like the government now. Right. I mean, it's, 
It's like yeah. the SS and the Nazi. Like they're we we get to that here because then the next thing I have is and now Harry is being framed for Dumble's murder in the paper. My confusion was just at an all time high here. Hold on, you skipped this, and this is a good little bit about your fucking lion haired boy scrim scrim jower. Oh no, I'm getting to that. Oh well, you just skipped ahead, but okay. Yeah, well, listen. Sometimes I summarize <laughs> things in a section. You fucking don't question how my notes work. <laughs> well, you skipped it, so um, uh, you're the worst. Don't question how my notes work, you dick. Um, Harry is being framed for Dumble's murder in the paper, and then the last question I have here is: Why are they trying to win hearts and minds all of a sudden? Instead of just the, the, it, Voldy seems intent on establishing like a legit government, so to speak, rather than just ruling with an, an iron fist. And I guess I just didn't see that coming from him of all people. And it just surprised me, I guess, and confused me. I'm very confused. I mean, I think honestly, dude, like I, I just think that all of this is like very, very, very parallel to literally to like hitler and the nazis world war ii stuff sure yes um i mean that that's the intent like we we we're seeing we see voldy through the eyes of like him and his closest allies right Mm -hmm. his his generals so to speak so yes like he's uh extremely violent and racist and a dick and whatever but like he still has to win over the common people with his new regime. I guess, but if this is really still, if this is like a a Nazi parallel, like, you know, the, if the SS found Jewish people, they killed them. Like, why wouldn't they kill the Phoenix, Order of the Phoenix members? The Dieters. I don't know if, I don't know. See, no, I think they know they're Order of the Phoenix members. Arthur's the only one that they know is an Order member. They for sure know him. They no, they know Lupin too. They fought Lupin before. Well, but what I'm saying is, I think I think Lupin said that they they escaped, but like everybody else was being questioned, like like all of like the guests at the wedding and everything like that. Could be. He it, he's, it, he said he said the Order members escaped. Well, again, but then Molly and Arthur in the Order, and they definitely stayed behind. But also, like, the way he phrased it, it did almost make it sound like, he, I th- I'm, I feel like he said we were questioned, too. Like, he was there also. I could be wrong. Again, I'm just confused about everything. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, no, here it is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yes, 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 okay, I do have the quote. Boom, see? Don't question how my notes are organized, you dick. Uh, here we go, so this is Lupin. The Dieters searched the burrow from top to bottom. They found the ghoul, but didn't want to get too close. This is Ron's dumbass doppelganger duel. And then they interrogated those of us who remained for hours. Us. He was there. They were trying to get information on you, Harry, but of course nobody apart from the Order knew that you had been there. He's part of the Order. What is he talking about? I think he's just saying collectively, like, us as in this the good is the guys. collective like, us. Yeah. This is I very, mean, that's the only way it makes sense. So fucking deal with it. This is why I'm so confused because this is so poorly worded and it doesn't make sense. 
At the same time they were smashing up the wedding, more dealers were forcing their way into every order-connected house in the country. No deaths, he added quickly, but they were rough. They burned down Daedalus Diggle's house. How do I know that name? Was he at the beginning of this book or something? Yeah, uh, Daedalus Diggle is the, the one that drove. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Drove yeah, yeah. away with <laughs> right the Gersleys. The Gersleys. That's right. Uh, but as you know, he wasn't there because I guess he's off on Dursley bodyguard assignment. Um, and they use the Cruciatus curse on Tonks's family again, trying to find out where you went after you visited them. They're all right, shaken obviously, but otherwise okay. Uh, that sucks because they seem like nice people. Um, naturally, many people have deduced what has happened. There's been such... Oh, so now they're talking about... Do you understand how your notes No, I... (laughs) Listen. (laughs) I was doing everything I could just to... I... I had to take a break in the middle of this chapter and just it stop reading. It hasn't even reading. gotten bad yet. What's your problem? I had to say, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we haven't gotten to that point yet, but I mean, it's it's still not great. But I literally had to stop reading for like a day in the middle of this chapter, and I'm not exaggerating. Um, they're, t- they're talking about like how they've taken over the ministry and now they're changing all these like ministry policies. And he's talking, they're like, how do people not know what's going on? And Lupin basically is like, no, people know what's going on. They are whispering that Voldemort must be behind it. However, that is the point. They whisper. Uh, They don't know who to trust. They are scared to speak out in case their suspicions are true and their families are targeted. Yes, Voldemort is playing a very clever game, declaring himself, declaring himself might have provoked open rebellion Remaining masked has created confusion, uncertainty, and fear. This is the first thing that's happened. First sentence in this chapter that's actually made sense. That's true. Um, well, I'm glad you're loving it so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. Uh, so yeah. So uh, Voldy, I think Ron asked him like, why doesn't Voldy just declare himself the minister? And Lupin is basically like, he doesn't fucking need to. He's just, he's cruciatist, is, did whatever. Uh, what's the guy whose name I made a big deal about being dumb? Down with the thickness, dude. Yeah. Pious thickness uh, is the new minister. And also, uh, I thought I had stuff about your boy Rufus, but apparently I did not. Do not question my notes. God damn it, Scott. What do you want to say about Rufus? Rufus tried to protect Harry. I remember yes. that. He he they tortured they, they him. They were they were torturing him to give up information on Harry and he yeah, would yeah, not yeah. give up any info and then they killed him. Definitely so, right here in my notes. I have it right. And here this for this sure. is literally the day, either the evening or the day after that him and Harry got into that fight because Harry wouldn't team up with him. I think it would have been a couple days. No, the day after. Day after. Because it was like his, that was his birthday. Right. And, and the, wedding the wedding was the day was after. The day you're right. After. You're right. You're right. So the day after. Yeah. I mean, but that's crazy. I mean, like they had a huge fight and he's basically putting his wand in his chest and like, fuck you, join me. Fuck you, you're a piece of shit kid. Mm-hmm. And then he still, at the end of the day, still knows like Harry is doing what he thinks is right, trying to defeat Voldemort. Like, that's the true enemy. Like, I'm yeah, not he burned out. a hole in Harry's favorite shirt, but he still stuck up for him. 
Good, good dude, Rufus. Good dude, that Rufus. Why do I feel like you're being a piece of shit? Right I'm now? Not, do you not remember how we talked about I feel like you don't remember the, the reference I just made. His favorite shirt? Yeah, he burned a hole in his favorite yeah, shirt. Yeah, but it just seems like you're patronizing I mean, me and wanting I'm to talk about this. Always being a patronizing douchebag. You should know this. I don't think our listeners are going to like this episode. I, you did warn them at the top. This is, I don't like this chapter, Zach. All right, let's keep it rolling. Some, some of the- Ah, shit. Some of the Dieter's new policy changes involve a muggle-born registry. They claim that new research shows that you can only get magic from magical parents, so if you can't prove you had close magical relatives, you must have stolen your magic and will be punished. Uh, Hermione is like, how the fuck would someone steal magic? Obviously, it's all bullshit, but it's the bullshit they're going with. Also, attendance to Hogwarts is now mandatory. Um, they talk about how, yeah, most most witches and wizards go to Hogwarts in England, but it wasn't required. Like some parents mm-hmm. do teach to like teach their kids on their own or send them abroad or what have you. Um, <laughs> this is very stupid and very dumb and very funny. Um, Ron swears here that he'll claim Hermione is his cousin. To protect her. I'm like, oh, Ron's into that weird shit, I see. <laughs> of course oh he fucking is. Of course he's into that fucking Step cousin's going to get stuck in the dryer. <laughs> God damn it. I wasn't going to go that far. And then you're just like, Zach's like, here, let me take this and run with yeah, it way over up, the line. Dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Hermione's like, that's not really necessary, Ron. I'm on the run with the most wanted criminal in England anyways. Ron's like, no, I got this. I got this. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. It'll be fucking cool. Dude, Ron trying to be this, like, chivalrous fucking bastard yeah. is, is pretty great. It's, it's so dumb. But it's funny. Good. It is funny. It is funny. Okay, here here we go. Strap in, boys and girls. Uh, fucking goddamn hell. Zach, if you even attempt to defend this piece of human garbage in this situation, I will not... Fu- I'm just reading my notes verbatim, by the way. I will not fucking hear it. I absolutely will not hear it. <laughs> there are few things that make me more angry than hypocrites, and this little bitch is the fucking worst. Uh, I wanted to... <laughs> I almost decided to refer to him only as fuckface instead of Harry for the duration of the book, but I decided that would not make for very fun listening. That is my preamble before we get into this Harry Lupin conversation. Lupin says he understands they're on some sort of mission for Dumble. And he's like, can you tell me what it is? Um... Harry says, I can't, Remus. I'm sorry if Dumbledore didn't tell you. I don't think I can. I thought you'd say that, said Lupin, looking disappointed. But I might still be of some use to you. You know what I am and what I can do. I could come with you to provide protection. There would be no need to tell me exactly what you were up to. What a generous guy. He doesn't even want to know what they're up to. He's just offering his services Pro bono. No problem. Fuckface, I mean, Harry, asks about, what about Tonks? 
Uh, Lupin says she'll be safe with her parents. Hermione somehow Jedi mind tricks him here into telling them that she's pregnant. Um, Lupin had a weird look on his face or something. I don't know. Hermione just fucking knew because she's a fucking... I was going to say she's a wizard, but that's accurate. What's (laughs) greater than a wizard? She's a fucking wizard genius. Uh, Yikes, Scott. What? I don't know. (laughs) You didn't give me an answer. She's a wizard genius. I mean, that is also true. Yeah, it's true. What's greater than a wizard genius? Because that's what Hermione is. You got to give me you got to give me something here. Um. Gandalf. Okay, boom, done. White white wizard genius. She's a white wizard. There we go. So then Lupin says, so do you accept my offer? Will three become four? I cannot believe that Dumbledore would have disapproved. He appointed me your defense against the dark arts teacher after all. And I must tell you that I believe that we are facing magic many of us have never encountered or imagined. What what a, what a generous dude this Lupin is. He's 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 just the best. Uh, Ron and Hermione, of course, both look at Harry because he's the boss here. Apparently, um, just to be clear, says Harry, you want to leave Tonks at her parents' house and come away with us? Yes, she'll be perfectly safe there. They'll look after her. Harry, I'm sure James would have wanted me to stick with you. Well, said Harry, I'm not. I'm pretty sure my father would have wanted to know why you aren't sticking with your own kid, actually. So, fairly valid question here from Harry, even though Lupin just told them. They'll be safe with the parents. You know, trust me. Uh, Lupin does confide in them. Uh, He thinks he's made a grave mistake in marrying her and having a kid. Uh, the dude is very emotionally torn. Um, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a little fucked up about this decision that he's made. So Harry decides to say, oh, so you're just gonna dump them and leave them then. Uh, Lupin didn't say any of that, first of all, Harry. Uh, Lupin understandably gets very furious, uh, tells Harry he doesn't understand what he's done. He's made them, speaking of his wife and unborn child, extreme outcasts. His kind is incredibly hated and persecuted by wizards, and now them, by proxy, they will be also hated. Uh, Even his own in-laws, this is Tonks' parents, are, quote, disgusted by the marriage. Um, He's also not even sure if his kid will be okay because his kind don't usually breed. Um, He says, I, uh, how can I forgive myself when I knowingly risked passing on my own condition to an innocent child? And if by some miracle it is not like me, then it will be better off a hundred times so without a father of whom it must always be ashamed. Um, Hermione cuts in here. She says, Remus, don't say that. How could any child be ashamed of you? Uh, and this is where Harry has his real, real stinger of a line. He says, 
Oh, I don't know Hermione. I'd be pretty ashamed of him. Um, Lupin looked as though Harry had hit him. If the new regime thinks Muggleborns are bad, what will they do to a half-werewolf whose father's in the Order? Well, apparently they won't do anything to a full werewolf who is in the Order, but, you know, don't let's not fucking mince words here, I guess. Uh, my father died trying to protect my mother and me, and you reckon he'd tell you to abandon your kid to go on an adventure with us. This little fucking shit. Uh, Lupin, how dare you? This is not about a desire for danger or personal glory. How dare you suggest such a... Harry cuts back in. I think you're feeling a bit of a daredevil said Harry. You fancy stepping into Sirius's shoes. Harry, no, Hermione begged him, but he continued to glare into Lupin's livid face. I'd never have believed this, Harry said. The man who taught me to fight Dementors, a coward. Uh, Lupin draws his wand. He, he fucking draws so fast. Harry fucking outclassed this little bitch. Uh, Lupin blasts him back into a shelf. And basically, Lupin just leaves. Um, Lupin completely pieces out. Not just leaves the room, he leaves the entire house. Uh, Hermione, Harry, how could you? <laughs> okay, I gotta, I gotta admire a little bit this cheek when she asks him, how could you? It was easy, <laughs> said Harry. It's very easy being a complete fucking asshole for this guy. <laughs> Uh, don't look at me like that. Don't you, don't you look at me like that. He snapped at Hermione and then Ron butts in. Don't you start on her. And Hermione, of course, as usual, has to play peacemaker. And she's like, no, no, we mustn't fight. Uh, you shouldn't have said that stuff to Lupin. Ron told Harry. He had it coming to him, said fuckface. Um... Yeah, parents shouldn't... This is Harry still. Parents shouldn't leave their kids unless unless they've got to. So then Harry Harry's trying to play it off like this, this was a ruse just to get Lupin to go back to Tonks. Um, first of all, you've never had a plan that clever in your entire life. Second of all, it's a it's a completely misguided and terrible idea to force Lupin away anyway, even if this was your plan. Third of all, why were you so... They mentioned several times how, like, furious and angry Harry was. Why were you so angry at Lupin if this was just a ruse, all part of a plan to force him away? Bullshit, this was a ruse. I, I don't even know where to start with this or talk about this. Zach, just tell me something. Tell me something nice. I mean, I, I just, I think that, I think that the logic in you and the logic in me agrees <laughs> that, hey, uh, yeah, Lupin probably would be a great asset to have. Probably. Probably I'd say there's a decent chance of that. Yeah, probably just a little bit. <laughs> An um, above average chance that Lupin could be helpful. 
let's put again, it that though, way. I, I, I will not change this sentiment. Harry feels a certain way about this moral code, and his decision is made based off of that. Whether you agree with it or not, whether you think this was a ruse or not, it definitely was which, not a ruse. Which I do. I do think it was a ruse. Uh, I do think that it was intentional to get him to go back. Um, why was he so furious then? Because you this you was can't, genuine you, you, anger at what because Lupin because was you can't win a logical argument with him. You just need to force him out. L- like Lupin is Lupin. You, you can't just like reason with Lupin. Lupin would no. literally. You're, whoop your ass in a reason conversation. <sighs> mm, I understand what you're trying to say, but this this isn't serious. If this was serious, this is what Harry would have to do. Lupin is extremely reasonable. Now, your point about Lupin running logic circles around Harry is valid, but um, if Harry was able to give him any valid reasons, Lupin is perfectly reasonable, and I feel like Lupin would, at the end of the day, be in like... If that's your wishes, you know, if Dumbledore told you to do this and do it on your own, I understand. Lupin is maybe the most reasonable person in this I, entire I, story. I don't, I don't think that that, uh, that had anything to do with why Harry didn't want him around because Dumbledore... Like, I don't think it had anything to do with Dumbledore leaving it to just the three of them. No, no, no. I'm not saying it did. I'm just saying... Look, before, before we talked about this chapter, I told you... I I agree. I actually agree with why Harry wants Lupin to be with his family. No. I agree with why he doesn't want him around. I agree with that. Did he go about it the best ways? I don't know. I mean, obviously up for debate. What's the the reason being he needs to be there to protect his family, right? Yes. Mhm. Not that oh, Lupin could get killed on our adventure and leave his unborn child fatherless it's it's a combination of two things man it's a combination of yes you need to be there for your child but two again up for debate whether lupin is running from his family or not right but harry thinks that that is what is happening and he's like i'm not gonna let that happen you need to be with your family or the reason, like, you're not going to use being with us as the reason that you, you know, to validate you running from your family. Okay, let me, let me counterpoint you here. There's a famous quote, I cannot remember who it is by. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's like, uh, something to the effect of the only requirement for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing more or less Are you familiar with this quote yes remus lupin is trying to do something he is trying to ensure a good and better world for his child and his wife and his family to grow up in he assured us and i believe him because lupin is as i said an extremely reasonable person that his family would be safe at her parents. He does not need to be there. He needs to do what he can to make the world for his family going forward a better place. Do you think Voldy's regime is going to be a good place for a half werewolf to grow up? 
No, no, I agree. I, I look again. I, I'm telling you, Scott, that like, I agree that it would make more sense for Lupin to be with the trio, and be there. It absolutely would. Yeah, and he's I, not even. I, we're not, he's we're he's not, not asking for anything. You don't even have to tell me what we're doing. I am there for protection. Again, we're not disagreeing. Where is on the this. negative? We're not. We're not. Uh, we're, you and I are not disagreeing. I know. On this. I know. I am venting frustrations. Okay. More than anything. So, he, here's the thing. Again, in the same breath that he said they'll be fine there, he also said, "I'm having regrets about starting this life with Thomas." Sure. In the same breath, and he's leaving. Be- that is a motivating factor. Okay, I don't know if it's a motivating factor. It's Scott, a, it's in the he, same breath no, 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 no. of Listen. validating why it's fine to leave in there. Also, he, I'll admit, I'm having second thoughts about being in this marriage and having this child. He is very emotionally torn, but to say that he is running from his family... I think is just again. Dishonest. You also you also need to understand that I'm not saying that I think that that is what Lupin is doing. I'm saying this is how Harry's. This is from Harry's perspective. Well, right. sure, he's Harry's this. a dumbass. Of course, he's going to think these things. I mean, look, dude, it's not that far fetched, man. It's, it's not. It's not at all. Like, hey, in the same breath that you're telling me you want to come with us, hey, everything's going to be fine with them. You're also telling me that you're kind of realizing that you didn't, you shouldn't have done this and you didn't want any of that and yada, 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 right? Sure. It's like, hey, look, wh- again, <sighs> I don't know if you are running from them or not, but if you are, you coming to help us is not going to be the reason for that. So fuck you, go away, go back to your family, go take care of your family, go be with them. Whether Harry or not has, they're safe. Harry has an exact quote here that is unforgivable. You reckon... Oh, basically the gist of it is... He's talking about how James uh, uh, would tell him this. You reckon he'd tell you to abandon your kid to go on an adventure with us. Yeah, I look, I don't agree with that. The f- fuck is wrong with you harry this is not an adventure you're literally on a quest to save the world effectively and lupin understands that you obviously have no fucking clue what you're doing he's i really you know after after book five i i didn't think there was any chance of Harry reclaiming his his top spot from his father, his shithole of a father. But boy, did he just blow my expectations out of the water. You're so ridiculous. He's like, I got a whole nother gear. I'm on a whole nother level that you You can't even fathom, Scott. I got shit. I got shit for days, brother. You you can't even fathom it. I I think it's crazy how how you can tell me that Lupin is struggling emotionally and internally, and you you can think of this. Yeah. Right? He is. Because he's an adult. 
But you you cannot even for a second try to understand how Harry is thinking and processing this and be like, okay, I understand why you're acting in this way. I don't agree with it. Again, you have to understand that like, I also, me, I do not agree with it. But it's like he is processing things in his own way as well. And that is how, like, hey, man, maybe you didn't handle it the best way. Let's talk about that because that wasn't cool. Okay, but That's like, what we need, yes. But you, but you just, he simply did not want Lupin to be with them. I don't, I don't be, buy that. Okay, I well, don't look, buy I don't know what, I don't know how else to tell you, but like, that's what it was. Like, I, do you want me to give you a spoiler or not? Like, I mean, you don't like, have to, but then, then I'm telling you it's bad writing. Because I don't throughout so. this entire thing, Harry is just getting, it is called out so many times. He's so angry and like, this is a emotional response. This is not a tactical Oh, I'm gonna use this to force Lupin away. This is an emotional. I don't like what you're doing, and I'm gonna call you a coward and piss you off. That is what I am telling you. I don't care what your spoiler is. If it's like, oh no, yeah, he totally was doing. It's like, what a clever ruse he pulled to fucking force Lupin away. He knew the whole time. Bullshit bullshit you, you, what, what's crazy is like i don't even necessarily think it's it's not like i don't even think it's clever like it's it, i just think well, like sure it's how he chose to get the result he wanted i don't want lupin here i don't want lupin that that's it like harry absolutely well maybe not him hermione probably could have had this conversation and been like look dude we don't think this is the right choice really would rather you reconsider like, even though we appreciate your help, like, we don't want you with us because we would rather you be with your, your family. And right. Lupin probably would respond to that. Yes, that's right? what I'm saying. Okay, again, so again, it sounds like you and I are saying the same thing. <laughs> probably. I don't, I don't agree with how Harry handled it. I, what I do like and appreciate is that Harry knew that he didn't want him with him, and he stuck to that reasoning. Well, listen... Like, I'm also mad about that, just in general, obviously. That's that's totally misguided and wrong. Um, it's... This, I feel like Harry is not taking the enormity of his quest seriously enough. Maybe it's because of the amount of absurd plot armor he has had to this point. He just thinks he's got it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> probably uh-huh. uh but he yeah he is definitely not like listen every other time like people order members or even like Ginny, for example have talked to him about hey what are you doing for dumbledore what's what's this quest what what's what's the plan here mm-hmm. he shuts them out and like they just you know are like oh i guess you know he's not gonna tell us the end Lupin comes in hat in hand and it's just like, can you tell me? He says no. Lupin's like, okay, I understand. Let me still help you. You don't have to tell me shit. Let me still help you. And Harry's like, nah, fuck you. Fuck off. Why? Yeah, but in there, between those two things that you're focused, like hyper focused on, he found out that he is leaving his wife and unborn child. And that he's having regrets about his wife and unborn child and chose to act on that. 
Then he then so he processed that information, then said fuck you. <laughs> Harry doesn't process any information. Um no, listen, is Lupin emotionally torn about his family? Absolutely. Yeah, fuck yeah, he is. Can dude. that be used for him to be motivation to go make a better world for them? A place where maybe, hey, maybe things will get to a point where people aren't so like you know, his werewolf kind are persecuted and, you know, hated by the rest of the wizard world. Is that something maybe worth fighting and, you know, dying for possibly? Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And here's Harry telling him, no, I'm not going to give you that chance. Go sit at home. I don't give a shit. Be with your family. They don't absolutely need you right now. The world needs you. The world needs saving. But fuck off. Yeah, uh, Harry doesn't. <laughs> Harry doesn't. He's not able to think that big. I know. I know. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that. That is as, that's as simple as it is. Like the, I have to. I have to express this to you. This is one of the things out of all of my. Like you said that this is contradictory to my exclamation about like liking that Harry has like kind of developed his own character and is making his own choices and decisions. This is one of the examples that I actually like. I don't like, nah, the way I didn't say he... it was contradictory. I just said you lied to me and said, Harry was cool for the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah. Definitely didn't say he's cool. I like, <laughs> That's what this, I is, this is one of the things that I was like, I was like, look dude, like I don't agree with him, but he's coming into his own like man, like this is what he's deciding is important to him. And he's, and he's like putting his foot down on that. Again, I have to reiterate for the 27th time, I don't agree with how he did it, but I have to respect that. It's like, look, all right, fine. Like, that, that's what's important to you. Let, let me be fully transparent and fully honest here. At the end of the day, I think we can all agree and understand that the true reason I'm mad about all this is because all I want is more Lupin. And Harry's oh, yeah, like, dude. no, fuck you. You can't have more Lupin. It's like it's like he's saying these things to Lupin, but really he's saying them to me, the reader. He's spitting in my face, and I got so pumped momentarily. Fuck yeah, Lupin riding with the gang. It feels bad even calling them that because that sounds fun. Um... <laughs> And then Harry just literally spits directly into my face. You're into that, though. Says, God damn it. Says, <laughs> no, fuck you. I'm not going to let you have more Lupin. Also, I'm going to be a super dick about it. A super emotional dick. And then I'm going to claim, I ah, know I wasn't being a super emotional dick. That was all part of the plan. That's what it is. He spit in my face, Zach, and I'm only into that only when it's... Damn it, I can't say that. <laughs> Was he going to say only when it's Shohei Otani? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Fuck yes. Oh, God damn it. Okay, we need to move on. Is Shohei Otani the one that they used to call the final boss? I don't think so. In the, in the Japanese league? Oh, no, 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 no. That was a, uh, there was a, it was a closer, Rockies it was a closer. reliever. Um, I, he, he, I can't remember if he was Korean or Japanese, but yeah, that's a badass nickname. The final boss. Yeah. 
Um, we need to move on. Yeah, wow. Well, we both spent for like my sanity and the sanity of our listeners. Um, skip to now. Actually, just skip the whole episode. Yeah. Uh, there's there's an excerpt in the paper. Lupin leaves. I think we already said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to talk excerpt- about that? No, I don't <laughs> think I want to. How does that make you feel? <laughs> Well, let me tell you all my feelings about spit in my face. Uh, There's an excerpt in the paper from Rita's book uh, about how Kendra uh, Dumbledore moved the Dumble family to Godric Hollow when her husband went to prison. And that's when she started hiding slash imprisoning her daughter rather than face the shame of having a squib. Um, That is basically what this entire little excerpt is about so harry continues to doubt his boy dumbledore um and that's when my fucking my fucking guy's creature and mundungus pop in um hermione disarms him and ron uh tackles him and um (laughs) let's see if i can remember my mundungus voice what? What have I done? Setting a bleeding house out for me. What are you playing at? What are I doing? Let me go. Let me go. He's like, look, man, I'm not a hero, all right? F- fucking Voldy was coming right at me. I had to get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> look, man, I'm not a hero, all right? <laughs> yeah, basically, now I'm paraphrasing. That was an exact quote, but that's what he says. Because he thinks they're mad at him for, uh, you know, the whole when he just apparated the fuck out of there. Disapparated. Uh, no, I told you I refuse <laughs> to do that. Harry's like, uh, we're not interested in that. <laughs> so then Mundungus is like, oh shit, what else have I done? <laughs> oh look, 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 I don't have the goblets anymore. I, I'd totally give them back to you if I did. <laughs> Harry's like, nope, it's not that anywhere. And it's not that either. And Mundungus thinks for a second and he's basically like Okay, well, can you be a little more specific? Because I've done a lot of shit, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Taken straight from the book. Yes, exactly. Uh, Straight out of the text. Um, So Harry's like, when you cleaned out this house of anything valuable, and Mundungus just interrupts him, listen, Sirius never cared about any of the junk. (laughs) And as he says this, uh, my fucking dude creature fucking sprints up and clangs my dude over the head with a frying pan fucking saturday morning cartoon style hell yeah creature it's it's great i'm big fan of creature now uh (laughs) call him off call him off he should be locked up uh harry has to be like creature no and he like squirts him with the water bottle like you do with a cat he's like bad bad creature (laughs) i'm gonna start doing that to you when you fucking start talking all this shit about these books let me know how that works is squirting me through the computer here bud um and creature's like perhaps just one more master harry for luck (laughs) i don't know what luck has to do with it but i like creature's energy uh He's like, hey, we need him conscious creature, but if he needs persuading, you can do the honors, said here, Harry. And here's where I put my notes. Okay, I like creature now. He's he's all right. Look at you just coming around on all the house elves. Coming around on all the house elves. Next Are we going to get Winky in, in, your, in your top Tinky five? Fucking Tinky Winky. Yeah, where's <laughs> Tinky Winky's redemption arc? 
That's what we need to. Sl- that's what we need to really speed this Did book you, along. You said that. You said that you have come around on Dobby, right? You are a Dobby yeah, fan. Yeah, hell yeah, hell okay, yeah. Cool. Dobby's my boy. Um, never thought I'd say those words. <laughs> Mundungus, Mundungus says he didn't get nothing for the locket. He he knows about the locket because some quote ministry hag was gonna fine him for selling without a license. Uh, but took a liking to the locket and took it ex- took it in exchange for not getting him in trouble. Uh, a ministry hag, none other than Dolores Jane Umbridge. I think Jane is her middle name. I may have just made that up, but it's Umbridge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I think it's Jane. Hell yeah, nailed it. And that is the end of that chapter. Uh, chapter 11, fine fucking Lee. Uh, chapter 12 is very quick. There's, there's not a lot happens. It's more of like a little preamble, um, the beginning of their, their big ministry heist. Um, I, Mission Impossible right here, man. Yeah, I love heist stuff, but I was like, maybe it's because I had just finished chapter 11. I was not as into this, but, uh, yeah, there's not a ton in here, so we should get through this pretty quickly. So they've been in uh, Old Grimmo Place for weeks now, planning their little heist. Um, Creature is all cleaned up and lovely now. Um, he's he's like just a good like little a, house elf. A good little house elf. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised Hermione doesn't seem to have a bigger problem with this. That he's still like their servant. I feel like he's more like coinciding and doing it out of like. Uh, like affection, yeah, for sure. Rather than it being like a slave thing. Yeah, he's still definitely their butler, though. Like, are they paying him? <laughs> like, that's that's the thing. Like, if they're paying him, it's fine. Yeah. Um, probably not, though. Uh, oh, also, Snape is headmaster of Hogwarts, and Amicus and Electo are teachers. Uh, all Dieters, you know, getting getting in deep there in Hogwarts. Um, Hermione shoves my boy Phineas's portrait in her handbag because she's like, oh, he can't, if Snape is in Dumble's office, he can't spy on us through Phineas or whatever. And I, I just, I've, I just had a thought, it's like, all I've wanted, all I've wanted since they got to Grimold Place is some Phineas. That's, that's all I've wanted this entire time they've been here. And this book can't even give me that. She shoves him in the bag, and we don't get anything from him. And I'm like, why do you do this to me? <laughs> I need some Phineas. What goes in the bag must come out at some I point. I suppose, yeah. I, if she had just, like, spelled it out of existence or something, like, I'm sure her putting it in the bag will come back at some point. But I need my Phineas fix now. Um... So yeah, they've been planning their their ministry heist. They've been watching the ministry for Umbidge, trying to figure out how to break um-bidge. in. Umbidge, Umbidge. Did I say Umbidge? Yeah, <laughs> um-bidge. debatable. Uh, Harry's declares the time is tomorrow. They can keep planning for months, but it won't change much. Um, Harry has another Voldy vision here that he tries to keep from the other two. Like he's he's tune right- in Saturday nights to Voldy Vision. <laughs> did we already make that joke i think we have yeah <laughs> if not it's pretty good it, if it's, it, it, we did it's still good it's I a feel solid like the date back. and the time changes 
for Voldivision. You just you have to listen yeah. to the next podcast episode to find out when Voldivision's gonna come back on. Yeah, Voldivision doesn't fall. Voldivision goes on its own schedule, baby. Um, this 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 what I was saying was this bitch is right back to his book five waves where he's like trying to keep shit from them. And you need to stop drawing so much negativity from that no, book. I can't. I mean, literally, it's like Harry what and Hermione. What are you supposed ha- to do? How do you? How would you deal with it? Okay, literally, if you'd let me fucking read my notes that are extremely well organized. Absolutely not. <laughs> Harry and Hermione have, I feel like, almost word for word the exact same conversation they had in book five. Uh, Harry says, I've just seen Voldemort murdering a woman. By now, he's probably killed her whole family, and he didn't need to. It was Cedric all over again. They were just there. Harry, you aren't... uh, Again, also, the Cedric thing pisses me off. Harry, you aren't supposed to let this happen anymore, Hermione cried. Dumbledore wanted you to use Occlumency. He thought the connection was dangerous. Voldemort can use it, Harry. What good is it to watch him kill and torture? How can it help? Uh, Because it means I know what he's doing, said Harry. So you're not even going to try to shut him out, Hermione. <clears throat> oh, you're not even going to try and shut him out. Hermione, I can't. You know I'm lousy at Occlumency. I never got the hang of it. Called his ass out here. I love this, Hermione. You never really tried, she said hotly. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it, Harry. Do you like having this special connection or relationship or whatever? Uh, Way to fucking go, Hermione, calling his bitch ass out. Um, he gets all pissed at this and says he doesn't care what Dumble said. It's his choice and he's going to use Voldy vision because it's helpful to know what Voldy's doing. I think, I think that there's like definitely, obviously like it's not articulated. So like, I'm not, again, also not saying that Harry is processing it this way, but I definitely, in terms of like Voldemort specifically, I think that like ever since, because Dumbledore said that ever since like they had that bond or like that mind connection at the end of book five, Voldemort started applying occlumency on, on Harry, like to try and disrupt that because he did not want to share like headspace anymore. And so I I think that like these things that are coming through are like in moments of extreme anger or something like that, where like Voldemort's emotions are getting the best of him. And like, He's not intently, you know what I mean, like trying to be in Harry's head, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's what they thought, exactly what Harry thought in book five, too. And look where that got him. I mean, Voldemort wasn't applying occlumency in book five and trying Um, to keep Harry out. Could he not be, uh, could this not, (laughs) I love that the uh, ruse has just become our podcast word of the day. Uh... Could this not be Voldy rusing Harry? I a ruse. Know. I don't look, man. I, I'm just saying, like that's where I think that's where Voldemort's at. I'm telling you, that's where Voldemort's at. I'm just saying this fucker is incapable of learning his lesson. This literally got his godfather killed. This same exact thing, and Hermione is literally telling him this, and he's just he just doesn't. It just goes in one ear and out the other. He's an adult, man. He's making his own choices now. Yeah, he's making his own choices, all right. And he he chooses dumbassery. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, the Ministry heist. Him and, and real quick before that, 
Uh, him and Hermione argue again about his wand doing the thing on its own. She still holds that that's impossible. Uh, but obviously there's more going on. The Voldy vision was basically about he was looking for uh, Grigorovich some more. And right. they think that Grigorovich is obviously going to tell him more about what's happening with their wand connection. The great wand connection than what's his name could. Creepy ass. What is his name? Ollivander. Uh, Ollivander. Yeah, yeah. So they, yes, so they go off for their ministry heist. Um, and this is where I'm like, um, they leave Creature behind. And I'm like, can't they take Creature with them? Elf magic seems super fucking useful. <laughs> and uh, that seems like uh, the way people look down and ignore house elves, that could be like hella useful. Uh, but they don't. Of course, they leave him behind. Yeah. Their plan is Polyjuice, the good old faithful standby <laughs> Polyjuice. Dude, so <laughs> now that we've reached this, uh-huh. uh huh. Ever since like book two and Polyjuice made its first appearance, uh huh. I think I said something to the extent of like, oh, trust me. Yeah. Trust me, Polyjuice will be around. Yeah. And I was thinking all the way to this book. I mean, obviously, it's come up several times. This like, is like the after. seventh time this book they've used it. Yeah. Uh, Polyjuice. Yeah, dude. That shit goes yeah. hard. Who? I want to know who is brewing this Polyjuice potion right. nonstop. Right. I mean, they, it's, it's got to be in a sweatshop, dude. I like, think <laughs> they they did throw in a throwaway line of like Hermione stole all of Moody's stores of Polyjuice. Yeah, but, but you it's think, like, where did Moody have that shit yeah. brewing? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a sweatshop, I'm telling He's you, dude. He's got a Polyjuice sweatshop. <laughs> it like just clockwork, man. He, yeah, he, he imports it from, you know, overseas. It's, it's cheaper to. Cheaper to manufacture the polyjuice overseas, you know, because terrible working conditions in those sweatshops. Terrible, terrible stuff. No benefits. So, exactly. Um. So, yeah, they they stun a witch for Hermione. Um. Then they poison two others for Harry and Ron. And I say poison. It's They give them uh, friend George's puking and nosebleed bullshit. Puking pastels and nosebleed nougats. Those are the ones. Love it every time. Um, I don't. I find it weird that they had to stun Hermione's gal, but then they're just like, "Nah, we're just gonna poison these other two. Uh, there's something amiss. I took note here about uh, Ron's maintenance dude that uh, that Hermione gave the puking thing to. He was really insistent about going to work despite the fact that he was currently vomiting his guts out. Uh, and he also wasn't wearing his robes. And I, I found this, like, strange. And we pretty much immediately find out what this poor dude's deal was. I feel dude, so bad for this poor guy. Poor fucking Reg. <laughs> fucking poor dude. Uh, so they go inside. The ministry looks a little different. There's a giant statue of a wizard, like, being sitting upon, like, a throne of muggles. Like, it's made out of human muggle throne. It's very weird, but it says something like might is equals magic or I can't remember. Magic is might. That's the one. I was so close. <laughs> yeah. It's like um, uh it's like the 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 Iron Throne. Sure. It's like yeah, the except Iron it's Throne out of, of magic. Muggles. Except it's muggles. Um yeah, it's fucked up. Hermione's like Yeah, this is what Voldy thinks their rightful place is, is basically 
underneath the heel, so to speak, of the wizards. So, uh, this, this Dieter named Yaxley, that we've seen a couple times, comes up to Ron, who's in Polyjuice form. He's like, yo, dude, it's still raining in my office. And I'm about to go question your mudblood wife. You better get that shit fixed immediately. And Ron's like, uh, uh. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, this dude is like, this poor guy was supposed to be, like, with his wife while she was getting questioned and also fixed this dude's rain problem. Like, I feel so bad for this guy. But he's got Ron's dumbass taking his place. Uh, Ron is, like, panicking. And Hermione, like hurriedly tries to give him in some info on how to fix this rain problem. He gets off the elevator. But, like, right after he gets off, she's like, ah, uh, actually, Ron will definitely fuck this up. I should probably go help him. <laughs> and she, when the elevator doors open, though, she does not get the chance because there, standing before them, is old Dolores. Dolores Jane Umbridge. And that is the end of the chapter. So, a little bit of a dun, cliffhanger. Dun, dun. Yeah, tune in next time uh, for the exciting conclusion of the Ministry Heist. Yeah. Um, Look, man, this batch wasn't all that bad. Just, I mean, for, for you, it was a lot of bad all at once. So, I get it. Yes. Yes. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get like, it. The, this chapter of the Ministry Heist, it was like, whatever. It's fine. It's it's set sure. up. It's like not terrible. Chapter eleven, we 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 talked about that enough. I'm not gonna belabor that any. Mm-hmm. Um, the chapter ten stuff was fine. The you know the story about Regulus was was fine. Um, yeah. Nine existed, I guess. It's just the pacing. They're just like, yeah. I just thought it was about to pop off, and they're like, oh, we're literal weeks in Grimald Place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, look, man, I this book does have a lot of sitting and waiting for stuff. And that is, that is... How? How? Because there is, because, look, very much in the same way that, like, the past couple chapters have felt like, like, you're, like, you as the reader are feeling, like, anticipation because you're like, okay, like, things need to start happening. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what, that's what our trio is feeling. You know what I mean? Like, th- there is, there's so much, like, hesitation, um, confusion, like, a lack of direction. Um, is, is the whole point is that every book t- through this series at this point has gone through an entire school year? Is, is the entire point is that we are going to get an entire school year's worth of them on this quest? I mean, no. Okay. No, no, I just like kind of figured that my like oh uh, it's you know the big climax is always very conveniently like in at June the end or of the year at the end of the school year <laughs> sure, so it's I, like is no, fucking no, are I we mean, gonna get the final battle at the end of the school year or something le- legitimately dude the like they are on this quest but they have no idea what direction to go oh no I understand you know who maybe could have helped them with that I don't know yeah There's definitely not Lupin because he There's wouldn't a guy have known what they were looking for. So <laughs> it's pretty good with defense against the dark arts. Probably yeah. could have helped. Definitely, probably. but he's not like a mind reader though, so he probably wouldn't have actually been able to tell them where to go. <sighs> That's true. He, yeah, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I just like they're they're the book has this really interesting thing. Like th- this is the worst example of it. Like I have already shared, this is probably one of the sections. It's like yikes, man. The pace is just weird. Where it feels like nothing is happening, including like emotion, because like obviously yes, they're starting to feel like okay, like where do we go? But even now they have a little bit of direction, right? Like they're they figured out Regulus Black, like they right, figured right. out the right the locket they got mundungus so there's things happening like there definitely is obviously i'm like leading you a little bit here but i i feel like it's i feel like it's fine uh there's a little bit of that like once this task is done right where it's like like what what are the last two horcruxes right like that's the thing like where the fuck are they (laughs) even after this ministry heist like where the fuck do they go from here like exactly i i I kind of i guess just assumed that something would happen along the way that would point them towards the next thing. But yeah, I guess they could just be cooped up back in Grimmauld Place for another three months while Hermione reads a book until she figures it out or something. I have no fucking idea. Well, okay. Thankfully, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goody. Um, but but no, I mean, like, there there is a lot of, like, wandering, I think is probably the the right term. Um, I mean, but, at least that's them doing something, right. not okay, that, sitting good, in good, Grimmauld good, good, Place. Good. I, I'm glad that. Okay, that's what it, that's what I've been trying to kind of like allude to. Like there, sure. there is motion happening, but it it still seems like a little bit like like reaching out in the dark, right? Sure. Um, but I think that that I actually think that that is good, uh, and that doesn't hurt the pace the way that these chapters do, because. Again, there is movement, and the intent is like the reader feeling the way that they feel, right? Like, fair enough. So, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see. We'll see how you process the next batch. Um, I I I want to apologize to all our listeners. I I I tried. I tried to stay positive. I couldn't do it. I failed. Mission failed <laughs> big time. <laughs> if you, you know stuck what, with us, bless you. It's- I'm sorry, Josephine. <laughs> Josephine, Josephine, I failed you. Um, man, we're, I feel like we kicked it back to like old school days. Like I felt like there was actual debate had here, like actual yeah. argument. So hey, you know we got to do it every now and then, I guess. That's what happens when you get out of your favorite book. We're in a different book now. Uh, hashtag confirm. Scott's favorite book of all time is Harry Potter and the Half-Blood of Prince. Of all time. That's definitely yeah, you what just I said, said. That's what happens when you get out of your favorite book. I was book. talking about your favorite book, not nope, mine. Nope, 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 nope. You said your favorite book. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, your, your favorite book. You're giving us an example of your perspective. You are the worst. <laughs> just spit in my face and let's be done with this. Just, just say, thank you, sir. May I have another? Just thank you, sir. May I have another? Spit in my face and end it. Fucking hell, man. Uh, well, look, even though this was a goddamn fucking ride, uh, I had fun. I had fun arguing with you a little bit. It was good. I felt the tensions get a little bit hot. It was the nice. world needs more spice. Yeah, the know? world needs more hot and sweaty Zach and Scott. Hell yeah. So, no, it was it was a good time. We appreciate you guys for hanging out with us and listening as always. Uh, hit us up on the Twitter and on Instagram at We Don't Want a Pod, and uh, hopefully Scotty Westside will have a 
maybe a little bit more light of a take. <laughs> it can only go up from here. I, it I, really I hope. can only I go hope up to from God. Here. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, we will see you guys next time. Bye. with that weird smile you got all over your face are, are you like six years old why what do you <laughs> why do you have your shorts basically around your fucking ankles to take a piss did you see my ass that was the whole point <laughs> what do you think was the whole point of that I legitimately was like you know what I'm not gonna put it past him that this is just how he pees <laughs> Yeah, when I go into a public bathroom at a urinal, that's absolutely what I do. Dude, it was a show yeah. for you, buddy. Come on. I wish we were capturing video, right? <laughs> oh, my God. We'll have the audio, at least. The audio will live forever.